0: Episode 59 of the Worldwide Chelsea Pod. Um, we haven't been around for a few weeks, but we're back, and it's not a good moment to be back on. Um, but here we are. Um, so, just to introduce my guest, Marv, how are you doing? Uh, absolutely dreadfully, my friend, and
1: fully depressed.
0: Yeah, I mean, yesterday's final was bad enough, but obviously, we're currently doing this recording while the women's champions league final was going on and we're currently three nil down with 60 minutes to go which is not very good i think we can get it back uh, if we get it i mean we'll probably be on for the entire game so hopefully if we get it back yeah. we've got it live <laughs> on podcast and that'll be yeah.
1: perfect content what well, the difference is i actually believe in the women's team so you know if, if you believe in the team i think that there's a chance i mean there's the good players they've got you know, one goal before half-time and anything can change.
0: Yeah, well, we've got a front three that can do a lot of magical things. Yeah, unlike got the, G, the magic from G. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've, we've got a lot of good players in the women's team, unlike, unlike the men's team in the moment. Yeah, we'll get into that game. So, FA Cup final. Our chance for another trophy to redeem ourselves from last year's terrible uh, game against Arsenal. And what do we do? Arguably, we play an even worse game and lose Marv. the final yet
1: again. Marv, what went wrong? Oh, well, I mean, a lot of things. The, the, the most, uh, the, well, apart from the fact we turned, didn't turn up, which brings into question, even players I really like in the team um, just didn't turn up, didn't look, look to shell of the team that beat Madrid and uh, beat Liverpool Tottenham in a league, which just brings me to the point that the team cannot deliver when it matters. And uh, that's uh, the worst part of this. What went wrong, you would say? Uh, well, firstly, team selection um, by putting in an amateur goalkeeper that cannot save a long shot to save his life. That that cost us a game as much as we look at it. The 0.38 XG that Leicester accumulated all come from that essential, from that chance that should not have gone in. Um, I see people defending it, which I find absolutely laughable. Um, essentially that's why we lost, apart from the fact that we didn't create anything and didn't decide we were even in a game until the 85th minute. Um, And obviously VAR costing us, but, you know, as much as that happened, we did nothing throughout the game to even come close to scoring, and we've just gone 4-0 down to Barcelona. And uh, that's just it. It's just so many problems, but ultimately one or two minor things have cost us. But again, you get yourself in that position by playing shit, and that's exactly what we did.
0: Yeah, well, I've just watched that goal from Barcelona and that was that that was probably the worst out of all of them. I mean, the others were actually good. That one was just a bit pathetic, really.
1: Yeah, it's not looking great, is it?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you just said we'd, we'd possibly come back. I
1: don't think That's we good. are now. We just need two goals before half-time.
0: Yeah, well, we've only got ten minutes before half-time.
1: Yeah, that can happen.
0: You, know, you never know. Uh, okay. may, may, maybe we'll get a ref helping us out. Oh, wait, they've already helped out Barcelona in this game.
1: We we need some some help, I have to say. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, I mean, I, I agree I agree with a point. I think with the Kepa thing, I think I agree he could have done better. I agree he could have saved it. But I think there's a lot of, I think, s- scapegoating, I'm going to make a point. point, um, where people are just blaming Kepa only. And for me, I just think that's that that's rub for me rubbish. I mean for me, yes, he's conceded the goal, but there was a reason we didn't have a sh- shot on target from the 26th minute all the way to the eighty second because our forward line was absolutely dreadful at the end of the day. it was more than just Kepper that went wrong in that final yeah. Kepper did not lose it on his own. If anything, I'd say if you were to go what was worse, the Kepper save or the forward line. I'd pick the forward line because it did absolutely nothing in the game for me and like like, like I said to you before we started recording there was a couple of players before the goal shot even happened which it could have been avoided but you know that's what happens I think there's a lot of uh, player agendas and people getting protected which for me as always, I'm coming at everyone at the moment
1: yeah, I can't really disagree with that. I think uh, if, if you're looking, um, I mean, I'm not really a big fan of uh, placing uh, the blame. Um, yeah, you can't. It's very rare you can blame only one player for losing. Um, I would say the most, the biggest culprits are the coach for selecting uh, an incompetent goalkeeper. That's one of the things. Terrible goalkeeper from Kepper, but there are a lot of other mistakes that came from this. Terrible pass from Reese James into the middle. Players out of position as a result. Jorginho doesn't bother to go for his man and ask another player to run about 20 yards to get to his position. Um, and then a long shot and it's a goal. So if we're looking at that, that's that's kind of why we lost the game. But the attack, oh my God. And players that I back as well. Uh, Timo Werner spent the whole time running the ball into tackles. Uh, I forgot he was even playing, honestly, at some point. Um, just dreadful. Ziyech, The worst. Every time he gets the ball, he just whacked it into the air and hoped for the best. And and, and some of the other culprits, like you said, ones that are protected. Where, where's player of the year, Mason Mount? I mean, he tried to be it, but you, again, didn't do anything. Had that one shot that was an incredible save. But these players that we keep overrating and thinking are incredible, they, they, can, they can be flash throughout the season all they want, but you come away without anything, it's absolutely worthless. And uh, the mentality in this team at this point is just disgraceful. Um, maybe one or two players that can hold their head up high after this. I mean, you can't really blame the substitutes. Can't really blame Hobson and Doyle, who actually did all right when he came on. Uh, Pulisic, who looked like our best player. Why he didn't start this game, I just do not know. And uh, Havertz came on, you know, was a bit more of a threat than Timo was the whole game. So you can't really blame the substitutes. So, you know, we did manage to get a goal back. Chil Welcoming in. Another poor performance from Alonso. But... You know, well, what can he do in that position? It wasn't much on for him. But in general, I mean, just poor performance. I oh, missed out Georginio. Jorginho. Dreadful. And and not only that, one of the things that annoyed me, they just constantly, 1-0 down, kept going fucking backwards. Why? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm going to take
0: probably about five minutes now just to go through each and every player that I want to slag off because I just want to get it out of the way. Because... It, it, it's been frustrating me for the past 24 hours and I can't deal with it anymore. So just to quickly before I start, Moni, I think in terms of what you said about Tuchel, the manager uh, and the selection, I think selection was nearly correct. I think the Kepa thing, I'm not going to, personally, I don't think I'm going to blame Tuchel too much because I do think there is a politics behind the scenes issue with that anyway. We know that there was a lot of, High-profile rumours going around that Lampard was forced to play keeper at times because of his price tag. And I think the way Tuchel's had to go is, yeah, I'll play him as a cupkeeper. And then that stops even playing him in other competitions, which I think the board is trying to put at the moment because they want to get as much of that price tag back. But as much as you keep playing him, I think the value is just going to keep going down. So I think the board needs to take a bit of an L from that. However, I do not understand why Marcus Alonso ever got anywhere near that team. I think Chilwell has proved over the last few months that he's far the superior left back and far the superior wing back at the moment. And Alonso was dreadful against Arsenal. It's not like Chilwell's played average to bad and Alonso's just come in and played worse. Alonso was dreadful against Arsenal. And I thought. Alright, oh, he's played dreadful against Arsenal, so it means he won't start in the cup final. And then I see him on the lineup, and I'm like, no, why? And he, it started off in, I think it was the fifth or sixth minute, when Castagna come running down and just completely blitzed Alonso. And I thought, oh no, this is going to happen all day long. And it did, it did. Alonso was absolutely dreadful, did absolutely nothing up top. and If anything, when Chilwell come on, he did exactly what Alonso normally does, runs into the box and scores. Um, so alonzo has got nothing for me to say why he should start I do agree, I do think Pulisic should have started um, I was kind of going go between him and Havertz but at the end of the day, neither of them started so my, in terms of my lineup, it, went, it just went complete tits up anyway um, so now going into each and every one of them players that I want to have a go at so I'll start with Jorginho um, once again, second game in the row, p- produced an absolute stinker. Complete one out of ten for the goal. He left Tillemans completely in acres of space. Tillemans was probably having a picnic before he took that shot. Gave him so much space and time. And I'm going to go back to that comparison. Tillemans, I don't think Tillemans is that great a player. And he's a very flash-in-the-pan player. But he, Till- what yeah. Tillemans was in that game... Is what we sh- we want from Jorginho. and that's the brutal. Well, maybe, that's, the, that's the brutal part about it. Jorginho just looked absolutely second class to them. It was but disgusting. He can't really score
1: goals. I mean, Jorginho doesn't really score goals. I mean, they're no, very even
0: different. even some of the passing Tillemans is making. Uh, he, I he think put, Kelly put, Morten,
1: go on. I mean, I think he's more comparable to like Mountain Zieck in our team. I would have said, because uh, he takes you know a lot of kind of shots on. Lot of kind of trying to create do creative passing and stuff like that. But I think though, I mean, there is a chance that Ziek or uh, Mount would have scored if we if, if they had had Kepa in goal,
0: yeah. But it's like with with um Tillamon, he was he was dropping back and he was making these nice forward cross field balls that were going straight to the feet of Vardy or straight to the feet of Iniacho, yeah. and you think. We 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 spent fifty seven million for Jorginho to do that, and he does it once in a blue fucking moon. Yeah. All we all we see at the moment from him is got the ball, wait about five minutes, pass it sideways, get the ball back, wait about five minutes, pass it backwards to Kepa, and sometimes and sometimes we see it in the last game can't even do that fucking correctly. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that, that's my argument about Jorginho, Completely done, useless player, and I think. I'm fed (laughs) up of of seeing people trying to defend him. I think he's indefensible now. Um, And people saying we don't need a defensive midfielder. Please don't make me laugh. Um, Next, I'm going to go Reese James. I'm going to give him a bit of credit first. I think defensively, he took Vardy out of the game. That was why he was playing there in the first place. So credit to him. But my God, please stop just making silly passes like that. You've done it a couple of times this season and people keep letting you off. But at the end of the day, you started the cause of that goal. I don't want to hear all this handball nonsense because if you look at the replays, it hit his, it hit the guy's knee and then hit the hand. He can't move his hand out of the way. It's not if it went straight to his hand, fair enough. But it, it hit his knee first and then hit his hand. There's nothing he can do about it, and it's in the rules. It's not handball, so it's actually a good decision from VAR, which is surprising to hear because the other decision was absolutely bonkers. But um, Yeah, Rhys James, absolutely dreadful. Um, Who else? Who else is playing? Oh, yeah, Mason Mount, apparently our player of the year. I heard on Miz's channel that um, Tony Mount was saying about how um, Mason Mount uh, looked at his uh, loser's medal last year and was like, oh, I'm not going to get one this year. I'm going to make sure of that. Well, I hope you look at this year's medal and look at it in shame because he was absolutely dreadful. Did fuck all in the game until we had that volley which was a good save for this, Michael but again waiting 85 minutes before you can get into the bloody game well done mount ziesh worse than mount because you didn't do anything at least mount had one shot ziesh did absolutely fuck all for me and is that ugh, it's it's just fucking dreadful because i love ziesh but no that was that was that was just not acceptable by any means timo i love timo i do give a bit i, I... I was defending him a bit last night saying that I think you could see the only balls he was getting was them long balls from Thiago Silva and because no one was around him, Ziyech was doing nothing around him, Mount was doing nothing around him, you could see Timo was trying to do it all himself, trying to do too much and was losing the ball every time, messing it up but it's one of them things um, but yeah, you were really crap again Um yeah, so that's the hot entire front line that was awful. Who else was bad? Trying to think. As, as for Oh, for me. Shocking. For me, absolutely dreadful. Didn't do anything in that position. Was just a passenger the whole game. And he's supposed to be our captain. Yet he's going on post-match conferences and smiling around for a whole five minutes. Um, absolutely dreadful. And for me, I've always said since. Actually, the Carling the Capital One Cup final when Kepper refused to come off the pitch and decided he was manager. I've said that I don't think Asby is a suitable captain, and today, uh, well, yesterday proved it once again that just simply he's not a captain. He's a good. He's been a good player, and he's done a good job at the club, but he can't be club captain anymore. And for my, in my opinion, unless he wants to play a squad role, we can't be in the team.
1: Simple as that. Marv, do you have anything else you want to say? No, you've kind of uh, touched on all of the same people I would have complained about. I don't think, uh, I think even my favourite guy, Rudiger, I don't think he really, I mean, yeah, he didn't really do anything wrong. He, I mean, he didn't get caught, didn't lose the ball or anything like that. But it wasn't like us like normal, normally driving it forward into midfield. Don't know about the tactical thing, but the passing of the whole team was really off. Um, I think a lot of it did come from Georgie. I think he was probably one of the worst players because every time he got it, he slowed the game down so much that in the end we just went side to side and put in crosses, which, as always, never do anything because we've got no one in the box that can score a goal. Um, yeah, they just from top to up, it was terrible. And Pulisic came on were a little bit better. Chilwell, obviously, loads better. I don't know why Alonso started over him after Alonso also started the midweek game, so I didn't really get that point. Um, but they're little things, an all round giant shit show of a performance, and that was that that was our banker for the season being a success um if we lose the Champions League final now, which I'm almost certain we are going to this season becomes what looked like it was going to be unbelievable is now going to be a catastrophe
0: yeah, I mean well, I was gonna say my my next point was what is the hopes for the season? because. We've got to play Leicester again on Tuesday, and if we don't, I think if we don't win that, our hopes no, of top four it. are gone. And then yeah. I can't see us beat the way we're playing now. I can't see us beating Manchester City at all. I feel like it will be a competition between a Chelsea women's match and a Chelsea men's match of who concedes more at the moment. I still put a bank on pretty the men's concede more.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I think that that's uh, generally quite true. Um, that's the thing. I mean, I'm not bothered about top four, to be honest, at least with the Europa League, we've got a chance of actually winning. Um, again, I, I've never really cared too much about top four. If we win on Tuesday, it's not going to erase the awfulness of this game. In fact, I don't even care. In fact, if we win this, which I want us to win, obviously, I'm going to be even more annoyed the fact we didn't turn up when it actually really mattered. Um, yeah, for the new generation, a random business success might be considered successful, but coming fourth is, is a failure, no matter how much you look at it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I don't, I don't, partic- I don't just want fourth place, and that's that's the problem. I think I would have rather of us been knocked out in the quarterfinals of the Champions League in the F- in the fifth round of the FA Cup, then go all the way to both finals and bottle both finals and just get top four, or even worse, not get top four at all. It's just disgusting to watch watch a final and get completely battered as the way we
1: are yeah i mean i haven't really been in this position for a long time where i feel like i'm done with it um i can't remember the last time i was like that where i was really kind of not bothered i was quite annoyed when we had that terrible 2015 season but i kind of had the sense that we were gonna reinvent the team the next year anyway which we actually didn't we only bought for like what like three players but somehow Conte come in and made a miracle and it made me love him because, you know, I thought we were obscure and finished as a top club. Whereas I don't think we're quite at that bad stage like we were back then. But it does become it becomes really, really hard to feel a connection with some of these players, especially after watching that yesterday, considering the players, even the players I grew up with. And we were a much weaker club then. But we, you know, the players I grew up with, like Dennis Wise, Gus Poyet, people like that, Di Matteo um you know Steve Clark and, and LaBerth and Viali and all these kinds of players they they even when we didn't win they literally they gave everything and it was always fun to watch and and even though like the quality of football was worse and even even you know we won a lot of stuff. we lost semi finals and, and stuff like that even with them but it was it I don't know there was just something much better you watched this team and you uh, you see Aspilicueta quite a laughing or smiling at interview I wanted to punch him and jump through the screen punch him in the face like there's a multimillionaire football player. If that was me and I just lost like, yeah, even if it was a friend like chill. I'm not not got too much of a problem with what Chilwell was doing. He was just chatting to to um you know, his overrated friend uh, outside mm. the game. You know, that happens. But um talking about Aspie smiling on camera, I mean that is an utter disgrace. If that was me, I would be livid, I'd be angry, I'd feel sorry for the fans. Like really sorry to the fans for that shit performance I just turned out. And, uh, you know, they got a responsibility to actually, you know, show some fucking balls. There's that picture of Timo Werner uh, looking down. Yeah, I couldn't see any either, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, mentality is,
0: is it, it's a major, let's be honest, I'm not even going to ask, is it a major problem? It is a major problem, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. And, um, like, we, we easily got, like, kind of lured in. Because we beat we bloody beat Real Madrid and we beat Man City twice. I mean, these are the best teams around us. So how can we go from that to failing to turn up against fucking Leicester? I mean, we can talk about oh my, like them being on, in the same points as us forever, as much as you like. They're not a superstar team. They've not got world-class players. They've not got one. So why? Why is this happening? Yeah,
0: I mean, it's just, it's it's just, it's just a straight in if you, if you're, not, oh, I, I I I mean, it's, this is, it's not like we're even doing this straight after, this is over 24 hours after, and I'm still just completely gobsmacked and just don't know what to do with this. I mean, it's just, I don't know, I, 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 I don't even know what to say anymore. Um, and I think, for me, you've got to come across it, everyone at the moment. Players, even the fans. Yesterday, the fans that went to the stadium, we couldn't. You didn't hear them at all. It was it was completely silent. All you could hear was the Leicester fans. You hear the Ch- You
1: didn't hear one word from the Chelsea fans. And if Maybe that's a camera thing, though. Maybe they were trying to make it look like that. You never really know when you're not there. Oh, but even I, I
0: did. There was a few people I knew that went, and they said Chelsea fans were absolutely just god, smack silence. And I was just like, you've paid all that money, you've done all them fucking tests, and you're just coming there and just doing absolutely nothing, and being silent. It's just at least at least try and uh, get some, get the team going at least.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that's nothing. also true. Uh, every time I've been to Wembley, the atmosphere has been pretty shit. Um, I've I've seen nothing but losses at Wembley. I also, I saw us lose the Community Shield twice when Courtois took a penalty and put it over. I saw us lose one 0 to Arsenal. I saw the, the loss against City where Torres should have had that penalty and we didn't get it. Where uh, we lost two-one, but then they lost the final anyway. So I went to those three, and the atmosphere was terrible in all of them.
0: Yeah, but it's like it's not even like the whole atmosphere was terrible. You had Leicester fans seeing. And even this is even before the goal. You had Leicester fans singing all game long, and then I think the only noise that you heard from Chelsea is when both Chelsea and Leicester fans booed, to, booed the players taking a knee. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that happened, but yeah, I mean, it's quite embarrassing, and that's the only time you hear Chelsea fans make a noise.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, I mean, sure, sure. The political thing has always come up, but uh, it's. It's just ridiculous. I mean, what a poor performance. I mean, yeah, sure, our XG was a lot higher. It's like one three something to three eight. So it, it suggests that we should have won the game. But in that case, you know, we don't have, and uh, there, you know, there are some things we don't have in terms of qualities that we should have. But we've beaten some of the best teams in the world without those qualities. So it points to a mentality problem.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest, that the XG. Um, stats kind of just proves the point of um, people who don't know football just like, base everything off stats because mm-hmm. I mean if I'm honest uh, when Tuchel was saying his comments about how we we should we deserve to win the game etc etc mm-hmm. I don't think we did I think no the, I mean it. I think we defensively were pretty good apart from the goal I I understand that we stopped Jamie Vardy and Kalenji Uniyatjo quite well but our attack did absolutely nothing apart from a couple of opportunities in the last five minutes. Um, our midfield was completely bossed by Indidi, Tillemans, Perez, and yeah, we, we I would say that's us winning the Ayo-
1: game. Imagine getting bossed by a Yosi Perez. Yeah, I
0: mean, that's the I, I think that that less David Hill. I think Indidi, Tillamans, and Perez are so overrated. And yet we've been yeah, completely, time. completely battered by them.
1: It's just like the Arsenal game. We, we we essentially gave them a win by not bothering. It was the same like the Arsenal game we played, where Havertz missed that chance. Apart from that chance, we did absolutely nothing in that game, and just just gave it away. And we literally did give it away um, But Zuma, Georgina, and Kepa between them managed to give away a goal. And uh, and it's the same like this one, you know. We've we done it again. Just, just terrible football. And, and yeah, I, I don't think we did, even though we should have, you know, according to the. I mean, the actually is a good supplement if you've watched a game and you. Because I was watching it, I was thinking, what have Leicester done in this game? Anything. But at the same time, we were dreadful. I mean, we, there was no urgency until about the 80th minute. And by then, it was too late. Even when we did score that goal and it should have counted, we, we left it way too late.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I mean,. It's just one of the things, well, like the, the worst thing for me is Leicester were crap and we were just worse. That's why we've lost. Like if we if Leicester played really well, we played quite well. But Leicester just got one goal, sneaked it through. Then you're kind of like, OK, fair enough. Fair play. Well done, Leicester. Be, in, be back another day. But we we, we we were shit and they were shit and they still won and it was just, and it was just, if I'm honest it was the same last season. Arsenal didn't play that well last season. We didn't play Well, I'd, I'd argue we played better than we did this year. But um yeah. Well obviously and I I I, I don't want to hear I, I know we'll get onto the uh disallowed goal on the VAR but I don't want to hear all that. I think we we we, we should have had the shot. Ch- we should have scored the chances we got. Well we should have created we should have created chances in general because we didn't get many chances to score because we were just fucking terrible, and no surprise. Team owner's getting nothing because our main creator is Thiago Silva. Which, as good as Thiago Silva is with his passing, Thiago Silva shouldn't be the one creating everything. And that's the fundamental problem I think with last with yesterday's game. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with all all of what you said. I've got no opposition to to that point. Um, there was absolutely nothing coming creatively. Uh, and that's kind of where you expect, you know, your wings to open up a bit of space or so somebody. There was one, actually, I mean, uh, I criticise uh, Adoy quite a lot, but there was one point where he actually got the ball, drove forward. And actually, for the first time in almost the entire game, a good cross was put in. Um, he put a nice cross in, in behind the defensive line, which was kind of, if we're going to cross the ball, they need to be good like that. So many crosses were going overall, everyone hitting the first man, going straight into the defender, too high, too low. Like none of them were working. And yet we kept spamming it. And I think Pulisic on, he had like a 100% take on, I think, when we came on. Um, you know, we need, we need that. But we got absolutely nothing from Werner and Ziyech the whole game. I mean, they, we got absolutely nothing from them, which was awful.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree completely. Um, it, it was just one of the things that just frustrated me that... It was nice to see that subs actually came on and did something nice because it kind of proves that maybe some of these players should stump- come on to start. I mean, I don't, I don't really like the whole Hudson-Odoi playing at wing-back. But if you were telling me that Rhys James was going to play at right centre-back to cover Vardy, I would have just put Hudson-Odoi at wing-back. I would have much preferred that than ASP. I would have much preferred Chilwell to play at left wing-back. I probably would much preferred Pulisic to play ahead of Ziyech and then... Have Mount on the right possibly? Because I think as, mu- as much as Mount played bad yesterday, most people would have Mount in their first team. But um, yeah. it's just one of them things. So it frustrates me. Um, before we move on to uh, other topics, obviously we did uh, equalise in the 88th minute. Um, I imagine you just like I did, gone went completely crazy, running around the living room going absolutely mental thinking we've actually got it back we've got a lifeline and then var spends about five minutes zooming into Chilwell's shoulder and it gets chalked off marv var
1: oh my god give me give give me your rant yeah i mean this whole stuff is just absolute Fucking complete bullshit. I mean, that not only does it take the passion out of the game, and I know people were saying that, and I wasn't totally on board with that originally, but that did. It was a fair goal. I'm, I'm not celebrating because I. It's actually ironic, actually, because um, like uh, I was sitting there, and it had gone in, and I saw. I don't know what it was who put the cross in. Uh, but I saw he like looked like he had quite a lot of space. I was like, they're going to take this away. I said it straight away. I was shouting out, they're going to take it away, going to take it away, even before the celebration. They started celebrating. I was surprised that VR had not come up quicker. And then, then, obviously they'd gone back, and I was like, oh, they haven't. And then, boom, the check. I knew. I just, it was, I just knew it, and knew it was going to happen. And for me, it stinks of match fixing. Um, And and I'd like to bring that into today's game with Liverpool as well. A perfectly fair goal from West Brom. The guy offside is doing nothing and they end up winning the game. Um, What VIR has become is exactly what I expected. It was going to be an easy way for the FA officials to decide games the way they want them to. And there's no other explanation for certain things we've seen this season. Um, Remember, Man United got a, a penalty after the game had ended. Um, They also had a goal where the ball had gone, had been like kind of curled out of play and VAR doesn't check that. It seems to be you see handballs, you see these things, but the check magically doesn't appear. Just so magically they don't do the, the, you know, the on-screen VAR check when it seems to be stuff that they, they, you know, they pick and choose when to check the things. Um, You know, a handball that leads to a goal is still handball. Imagine if VAR existed, um, I think there was 2010 when we won the league and Man United scored a handball goal. Um, Like, it came off Makeda's hand and they scored, but we still won 2-1, but our goal was offside. You know what would have happened there? VAR would have ruled our goal out and would have allowed their goal. It would have drawn 1-1 and 2010 wouldn't have happened. And, uh, yeah, I think we need need to find... uh, People were rioting about this Super League. Maybe we should have gone to it, because at least then we would have been respected and treated fairly like uh, some of their favourite clubs. And I think the one thing that really, really annoys me about this is just it's so fucking blatant, some of the cheating that goes on. And it kind of makes me not want to watch anymore. Um, you know, you can take getting beaten by a better team, like 4-0 to Barcelona in a final, like in the women's game, because the better team is quite clearly winning. But when, you know, when it's not fair... I mean, it leaves such a sour taste. A sour taste that we've actually been cheated in the last three FA Cup finals and nothing was done about this. Nothing. There is no like justice or recompense for this. We, we have three, three absolutely bona fide wins stolen from us, essentially. I mean, you could argue that we might not have won the one where Sanchez handballed it because we got it back to 1-1, but the red card for Moses was complete bullshit. And uh, it's just it's absolutely ridiculous. And when that's what we should have been rioting, not the Super League. No, we, we should have been rioting stuff like this, but it will never happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd argue with the Super League. I don't, I don't think it'd be much fairer because you had fucking Joel Glazer and Perez, the fucking chairmen. Of course, any decision or anything corrupt that goes their way. If it, go, if it wins to the top, it just goes to them. So, Real Madrid United would still get all the decisions anyway. I'd think i I'd, I'd argue mm. Super League would have been just as bad, if not worse. But, um, yeah, I do, mate. I think VAR, I think for certain things, it, it it's okay. I think there are inconsistencies with the handballs, etc. But I think, for, for me, that's not, I don't think that's the fault of VAR. I think that's just the fault of referees making the choices anyway because, VAR was just giving another referee a decision to make and every referee is for me shit at the moment. So you're gonna still get a shit decision. You're just getting two people agreeing that it's a shit decision rather than yeah. one. Um but the the offside the whole offside part, the worst part about it is they they were they were having to zoom in to the decision to see if it was offside. I'm like, if you're having to zoom in to see if it's offside and it's not a clear and obvious error yeah. as VAR was brought in to do. And this is this is for me, someone said to me um this morning VAR should have a 30 second countdown. So if you can't make a decision on whether it is clear and not an obvious error after 30 seconds, then it shouldn't be it shouldn't be used. Which at first I think maybe because the technology's new, referees haven't used it, that might be a bit hard to do because referee Referees, I imagine, wouldn't be able to make the decision in 37. But I think they could do it now. Honestly, I think that I, 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 personally, I think I don't think we should use VAR for offsides because I think you're getting too many genuine goals being chalked off because of shoulders or not. I mean, that one wasn't even a shoulder. It was just the sleeve of the shoulder. The wind's blown the sh- sleeve offside, and that's that's apparently offside. And what the worst part was, they've got such a nice lovely clear line of where the offside is. But when you look at when Thiago Silva's punted the ball, it's so pixelated it looks like it's already been taken. If you just put that a tinty winty second back, I guarantee that Thiago would have been onside. So you could even make a point with that if they even done it fucking properly. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the handball thing I've said as I said before, I think it's one of the things I think in the rule book. again, handballs are just completely... Um, stupid anyway that they're so contradictory so you could anyone could say it's a handball or not a handball but I think where it has hit his knee and then bounced onto his hand I think for me going back to what the old rules used to be especially for me that's not a handball because the, the player can no longer move his hand out the
1: way um I think yeah I think the Leicester one uh the handball for, I mean I, I probably wouldn't have given that one um but what I would have given uh, their goal shouldn't have counted yeah, maybe yeah. Um, I think it wasn't handball. I mean, because I mean, if you handball it, it has an effect. But he would hit that with his knee, and it was going away. I mean, that didn't affect what was going to happen in that sense. So, I mean, yeah, that would There are sometimes we've got to kind of accept the decision in that yeah. sense. But I think, I think,
0: think I think that's one of the decisions. If it went, if we were on the other side, we'd be saying it's not handball, and then Leicester yeah, would be exactly. saying it is. So, I think that one. I think I understand that, but the offside, I have no, no kind of i i am going to moan about it because it is absolutely disgraceful um and speaking of terrible decisions i've just seen that um apparently no penalty um yeah that was that was definitely a penalty by the way yeah so uh, as you said uefa tip uh, i i'm not
1: surprised it's typical of uefa barcelona to get decisions but um, I mean, how yeah. was that not? How did they give that as a free kick the other way? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I understand. I mean, it's it's bad enough that they give the other penalty. I didn't understand what the what their penalty
0: was about. But uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even, I, I, don't, I don't even want to want even put, put it into perspective. But um, yeah. yeah, that's one thing I wanted to mention. That um, I was on Miz's channel yesterday. We were talking about it. Do you think the rotation Thomas Tuchel's doing at the moment? Do you think it's killing us a little bit in terms of the um, consistency, the chemistry of our front line at the moment? Do you think Do you think that's a problem? Because we've we've kept rotating these last few games. I feel like like how we're Charity FC, we've been giving charity minutes to certain players, and I think I feel it is the last few games. It has really come to the detriment of us in the business end of the season. What do you, What do you think? Do you think? Thomas Ducal's rotated too much in the last Maybe.
1: couple of games? Maybe, but I couldn't criticise it because actually that's what I wanted for the Arsenal game and I thought we would have played out a draw. Um, we kind of rotated for the uh, cup semi final against City and still won. So I think a lot gets said about it. It may be unfairly. I mean, yeah, it has killed the momentum, but I don't think there are any signs of that happening. Um, and it's quite hard to play the same team every three days where we end up with injuries like what happened to Christensen. So, um, I it's, mean, it's a really hard one to... to to decide I think um, the only thing is now they now we're in a point where I think they just have to play the best 11 for the remaining three games I don't think that rotation is a choice now I think some players need to look in the mirror and think about what they do to deserve to play here honestly
0: yeah I mean, uh, for me I just thought like the what the the thought I had of in terms of going into these last five games I thought personally I, I, I was actually on one the ideas that I, I wanted to beat Arsenal and I wanted to beat, not just beat Arsenal but smash Arsenal because of what they've done to us in the last few uh, years in terms of results and cup finals etc so yeah, I,
1: I, I, for we, me I yeah, if we'd have me, won two trophies that would have been enough to rub in their face and let them have these odd games
0: but for me that's what I, I just thought personally I would have cause if, realistically if we won that game top four would have been basically done for us even though Liverpool have won their games, we'd still have that nice little buffer for the other games. I, I feel I would have rather played a full-strength team against Arsenal, played a full-strength team against Leicester in the FA Cup, and then you have the Aston Villa and Leicester games just maybe just to start rotating around. Still keeping strong teams, obviously, but rotating around ready for the Champions League final. But now we've lost the Arsenal, We've lost the final to FA Cup final to Leicester, so it made no difference the rotation we did anyway. Yeah. And now we've got two must-win games in terms of what if you if you're looking for top four, and then having to play a Champions League final anyway. So I feel, and I feel at the business end of the season, I feel like you just need to, you just need to play your, your your first team. I mean, you've got other teams that Leicester Leicester haven't really rotated at all in the last few few weeks. And they're still, they're still managing to go through it all fine. And I'd argue they've got less squad in depth. They've got not, they've not got as good players as we have. Yet yeah, they're, they're dealing with it fine. So I feel, I know we've got certain players like Kante that you need to manage, and I think fair enough. But I just don't see the point of these pointless rotations. The I don't see the, why people like Alonso are getting charity minutes. People like Ke- obviously with. To explain the Kepa thing a little bit, but why why is Kepa getting charity minutes? Why is Kurt Zouma to a point getting charity minutes? Um And the front three? Why can't we just have a front? Like, no one at the moment knows. I do Tuchel knows what his best front three is at the moment. And after having what four months now to decide that, I just I just I, I don't know. I, I for me I think we need to we need to play our best eleven and I don't understand why we're not playing our best eleven at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I think now we're going to have to. So, I mean, in those remaining games, but we need to really hope that uh, we get some, I would say, deserved luck for this final. Um, it's the only game I care about. I couldn't care less about the top four games. Um, this final is what we've got to win now. So, you know, if, if this isn't going to be a win, this is a disaster.
0: Yeah, I mean, to move on quickly to a similar topic what, what Marv what would be your best eleven at the moment that you'd play in these next three games
1: I think it's going to be the team that we played against Madrid I suppose so it's um, but instead of uh, I think we'll have to put Havertz and Werner together with Pulisic on the other wing position in midfield like Jorginho Kante or Kovacic Kante whichever one seems to work better at the time and uh, with obviously Mendy and goal Silver, Rudiger, Christiansen, and uh, Chilwell, and then a toss up between Aspie and Reese, whoever's going to decide not to be shit in that position. So, yeah, who, who is your midfield again? Uh, I, I'd probably st- stick with Georgina Kante or change to Kovacic Kante.
0: Yeah, I mean, and your oh,
1: front three it. would be. Yeah, I actually missed Mount out there, didn't I? But I think that... um, I mean, he's played well, but I'm not pleased with his final performances, so he needs to start to think about whether or not he's going to stop dancing and laughing and start being a serious footballer. Um, Yeah, all the fans love him, and I think that's gone to his head. So I would stick with Pulisic on the right, possibly Timo on the left, and Havertz up front. I think Havertz and Timo have got quite a nice connection up front. So that would be my front three. Yeah, I mean... I
0: I've kind of gone for a similar ones you. I mean, I've gone Mendy, Rudiger, Silva, Christensen, um Chilwell and I've I've gone for James because I just don't think I don't like Azpilicueta at wing back at all. I mean you, you could I, I I could argue him playing at centre back because I think he plays a little bit better there, but he offers he offers nothing at wing back. Um so I mean it is a pick pick out of two bad players at the moment, but I, I'd pick James over as, but they're quite need at the moment. Cover and Kante, yeah. I, 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 just, I just don't want to see Jorginho, if I'm honest. I'm just fed <laughs> up of him. I'm just fed up of seeing these side-to-side passes every five minutes. It happened in the Arsenal game and it happened in the Leicester game. I'm just done with it. I'd rather see Kovacic driving forward, Kante driving forward, and maybe the midfield getting a bit done like that because at least it's a bit more exciting to watch. Um, and then for me, I, I have... See, this is the only the front three was the only wing that I wasn't too sure on. I've gone with Pulisic, Habert's Mount, but I, I could I could fully understand you put in Pulisic, Haberts, Werner as well. Um, yeah. I just I think
1: Werner's more effective. Yeah,
0: I think obviously there is going to be a little bit of rotation in the next three games. Obviously, we're not going to have the same eleven every game, so I think there might be a little bit of one or two um, rotations within that front three. But I, I, that's all I want. I mean, I, I think Silva can play the next three games fine. Um, he's he's not going to play at all in the summer. He's got his whole the whole summer to rest off. So I'd rather him play the next three games. You can tell people like Zuma, Jorginho, have, a, have an early holiday. I know it's COVID at the moment. You can't go on holiday at the moment. But uh, there's a few countries that you can come, go from the UK to at the moment with green zones. So... Just get them to pack their bags, <laughs> tell them to go on an early holiday. Kepper can go
1: too. Kepa can go out and find his next club. I think he should be doing that right now. I think we've harboured that bum for long enough.
0: Uh, the, the worst thing is, I think he's still going to be here next season. And then we're still going to have I these... We're, we're still going to have these political issues. I know whoever is here as a second-choice goalkeeper, they'll have to play in the January months anyway because obviously uh, Mendy's gotta to go to AFCON, um,
1: but, oh so... no, oh no, As we, we need to keep, oh god, that's one month of a terrible goalkeeper, that, that, that's, that's why if Donnarama's on the free. My, my son's crying, he's just heard the news, <laughs> oh poor Diego, I mean, it... <laughs> I, I could imagine Diego's only seen this team, yeah. well, I was saying actually the other day that he's so lucky he's been born and he's had a Champions League final before he's even one year, he's had an FA Cup final before he's one year. But It's going to mean nothing if they're both losses. He actually saw the goal uh, yesterday. I had him sitting on my lap as we were watching it. Oh God, poor Diego. You're not. You're not giving him any. He's going to. He's not going to watch football anymore, is he? Well, one thing is he's not. He's not one with the bottle because he's mainly breastfed. <laughs> oh my god but yeah I mean you, you better be careful you bet. you better be
0: careful Diego because he'll, he'll, he'll go to like American football soon obviously you're out in Mexico so he'll be watching someone like the LA Rams or something
1: oh bloody hell that well wow, that's owned by Cronky, isn't it I think isn't it All good to, yeah. I can't remember
0: yeah so, they
1: ain't gonna win shit either <laughs> to be fair <laughs> that's that's the only TV
0: actually puts money into I find it funny because Arsenal is literally the moneymaker for the LA
1: Rams. Yeah, and for all your music uh, services, please use YouTube Music or other three software, but no Spotify.
0: Yeah, unless you're watching this podcast on Spotify, then just keep listening to oh, this, yeah, But, um... <laughs> but, don't, but listen it
1: with the ads. We don't yeah. want to give that guy money to buy Arsenal.
0: Well, apparently, did you, did you see the uh, statement he put out? Oh, yeah, I did, actually, that he tried to buy it, but they rejected it, right? Yeah, they, they said, oh, they don't need the money. That's no crazy. matter what, what he gives. So I'm, I'm glad. Well, I'm, I, I say I'm glad. I'm, not, I'm kind of not glad. About it. I, I feel like, as much as I hate Arsenal, I don't, I don't think anyone deserves Kronk as an owner.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Um, it's just, it'd be nice to just actually play it, well, we might actually beat an Arsenal if they're actually competitive, because it seems like the teams that aren't competitive, we lose to anyway.
1: Yeah, very true, my friend. Very true. Um,
0: so one more thing before I we do kind of finish this, and it is a kind of shorter one, but it's not enough for us to talk about in terms of negative. We don't want to go on negative for too long, but the the board, if we if we don't get top four, if we don't get Champions League final can we look at the board and go well they've done they've they've made constant mistakes for the last four or five years, and is it time that we look at the board and go well you've really we really need to start looking at you because you're the one bringing in these players, you're the one chopping and changing managers and putting in some crap managers, putting in some better ones and then sacking them better ones, not giving them a chance um Should we should we start looking towards the board and and then
1: looks at Roman on top as well. Depends on the result of the Champions League final. But um, I would have to. I mean, I I was complaining about the board when Conte was not backed, and I think and I knew what was going to happen. I was like, don't blame him. I was like, don't blame the manager when he's been given Danny drink water to supplement his team, and yet people blamed again. It's always this, uh, you know, but in this case, I mean, I can't really say much about them. They built a team a little bit up with another coach they thought was going to be good in the football still shit. And now they got stuck with some of these players that can only play one style. We've got at the moment what seems to be a good coach for that style. But now again, they've got to really look into what they're going to do. I mean, you you, you, you lose world class and um, we got lucky in the past by able to replace world-class by bringing in Diego Costa. It was only 32 million. Those opportunities don't happen that often. Yeah, we got Hazard for that price. We got him for that price. But, you know, you have to remember, if you keep trying to play games with that and buying the cheaper alternative, like Morata didn't work out. Like, Well, I wouldn't say Werner hasn't worked out, but he's not, he doesn't appear to be like that striker type that we need. And he hasn't scored 20-something goals. So the problem being with that, that the more you keep doing that and keep taking risks with cheaper alternatives, you're going to be in trouble. You need to replace world-class with other world-class. If, if, if a world-class player is leaving the club and you don't replace them with another world-class player or a player with a very clear world-class potential, you're going to face these kind of problems that we are currently facing. We don't have a world-class striker. Since Costa has left, we've had trouble. And you know, we replace them with crap players. We keep replacing players with players that are not as good. Even even Ziyech, who I quite like, he's not better than William. I'm coming back to that point. William was much more useful on the pitch. And and these kind of little things, you know, when we're replacing players with players, that, sometimes it's replacing players with better players. Yeah, of course it is. But in this case, you know, we just haven't done it. We we replaced. I think we've actually done well replacing what Hazard does with Pulisic, and and kind of maybe him and Havertz here or whatever. But we need to start, if we're a serious team, we need to bring in world-class players and they cost big money. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I I just think,
0: for me, I've always been someone that's been criticising the board for a while and I think I've got, from some of you guys, I've got kind of a bit of a moan at, saying, oh, how how can you moan about Roman? How can you moan about Marina when they're spending this money? Et cetera, et cetera. But I think you've got I'd argue it stems all the way back to the Mourinho days. I don't think Mourinho was fully backed after he won the league. Um, yeah. Quite, that that was kind of a harsh-ass backed. And then we plummeted into 16th. Um, then we sacked him. Uh, got Conte, who, again, produced absolute wonders in that first season. Um, and was probably still the best manager we've had since Mourinho. Um, and, yeah, then we went into the summer window and bought him, as you said, Danny Drinkwater, Alvaro Morata, Olivier Giroud, who is probably the best out of the bunch, but, obviously, he's just passed it at the moment, I think, personally. Um, and then, yeah, we, we let him go. Thank Well, we, we didn't let him go, we just forced him out. Then we got Sari, who wasn't that great a manager. We, Backed him with some reason. After not backing Conte, we decided to back him with a of the crap players of his style and only his style. And even Tuchel, I don't think Jorginho really fits Tuchel. I think Tuchel's been hiding a bit of Jorginho's flaws for a long while. And now they're just starting to creep back in. And then we've got Transaban, which again was prim- primarily because the board made dodgy sign-ins. Whether they are correct of getting the Transaban or not. Board did that in the first place. Board put us in that position. Then they decided to get, first forced us to get Lampard, who they brought in a manager who is way too um, inexperienced to come to the job. And now has caused a massive rift between our fans because obviously some fans love, love the guy for what he did at the club and other fans are now forced to hate him because of how some people are being about it. Um, now they've brought in Tuchel. Um, and... Well, I hope they back him, but I I I, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a second-rate striker. We get we I, I think we don't might f- we might if, we might finally take after four fucking years replace Matic. I, I I I do think we'll get a good Matilda in, but we I don't think we'll get a striker uh, at all. I don't, if we do, we'll get I a second-rate one.
1: We'll probably I do get feel, a, I think. I, I think what will happen, it will be the, the cheapest possible one of like five-man targets. So we we'll get stuck with someone like Lukaku. We'll do exactly what all the others do, score lots of goals against shit teams. And when it actually matters, nothing. It's, I mean, I don't have a huge amount of faith um, in what's going to happen. I mean, I, in, in retrospect, we should be getting Haaland and Sancho, you know, really, really super going for it in a big way. But I, I don't think that's what we're going to get. I think we might get the DM, but I don't think it's going to be the ones that we want.
0: Yeah, I think for the DM, is, there are a lot of options out there that I think the board yeah. can get for that cheap price. So I think that will be a signing that I think
1: we'll actually do quite well at. Bissouma we would be we, a good option. Huh? Bissouma would be a good option, wouldn't cost too much.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've got players like Basuma, you've got players like Frank Kessie, you've got a number of players from um, the French League that are going to be much cheaper this summer because of the TV right deal, so... Um, I think there's yeah there's a lot of options we can go for um for the defensive midfielder um so I think we'll get that sorted a bit but I, I can't see us getting a great forward for me I think if we can't get a uh, Kane or Haaland or Mbappe the only then,
1: three we got to go for in my opinion the only then, three
0: then after that I say don't bother going for a striker and go and find the most creative um, I agree go and get to find the most creative winger or midfielder out there, so then Werner and Havertz can just get as many chances as possible, and hopefully they'll finish enough of them, which I think I they will slowly improve at that. But, yeah, it's one of them things. I think it's like With the Werner thing you pointed out, I think when people say um, Werner hasn't ex- been what we've all expected, I think some fans, I, I, I did predict this in the summer, when I wrote my article on team of Werner, I said that he is one of them players that he does miss a few chances, but he will score a few chances. Um, uh, but And he is one of them players that I expect, when when he came in, I expected him to play off a Tammy, play off of Giroud. And I, I I kind of expect us at the beginning of the season under Lampard to go to a two up front, which we didn't ever. And that was one of the things that bemused me. And that's what I think next season, if we play with Tuchel, like does, uh says quite a bit, I, I would go for a four, two, two, two. I'd have a Haaland or a Kane or whoever you're gonna get as a striker next to a, next to either Werner or Havertz to play off. Um you have Pulisic and then Mount or Ziyech or whoever you're gonna play on the wing. Um and then you have the two midfielders which would be Kante and whoever we get in. I think that would be a decent formation and hopefully a decent team that could play with all these styles that we've got, but you never know. I think it's, it's. I don't know. I, I just think for me, it is a bit of a judgment day for the board this summer. And I think if they don't satisfy me enough, I feel I'm going to be try maybe on Twitter, trying to push this board thing a bit more publicly. I don't care what sl- slate I get. Um, maybe it might come to one of these things that, um, Roman Abramovich decides he wants to spend more money uh, relocating to Palestinians rather than spending money on Chelsea Football Club might be more, worth more of his money.
1: Oh, well, I hope not. Um, but yeah, no, definitely a good point. I think we, we need to make massive moves if we want to start competing. We've got a coach that seems to be pretty good at this point. So, you know, we buy the best potential players to supplement that way of play and, and just see how it goes. I mean, yeah, we... If we're looking, since taken over, we've we've gone from the dead to, to well, apart from that dreadful result uh, yesterday. So let's just hope it. You know, we can do that because one of those three are needed, in my opinion. And if not, yeah, get get one of the best wide creators, good on the ball, can supplement where play, can pass and move. Someone like maybe you know, Jadon Sancho or someone like that, who definitely would come, in my opinion. So um, you know, it's, it, th- those are our options at this point
0: yeah i mean it's just it's just hard it's just hard I, i'm still still struggling to just comprehend how how shit we are at the moment if i'm honest
1: yeah me too it's it's very difficult to deal with
0: yeah i mean i, I was hoping that, uh the women's game would be a bit better but obviously we're 20 minutes to go we're still four nil down kind of looks like we're just petering out and taking it as it is, I mean fair play at least Barcelona have mounted a good challenge on like Leicester did but yeah, it's one of them things, um, so I think that that will bring the end to quite a dreary podcast but one that's probably much needed for the both of us um, hopefully we'll be uh, we should hopefully get more episodes out in the next few weeks I know me and Mar are both quite um, busy in terms of Studying deadlines, Um, so I've I've got a few weeks, and then my final exams are all done. So hopefully, might be a podcast next week. Might not. We'll see how it goes. But otherwise, in the summer, we'll be trying to get as much content out. I've got a nice list of topics we're going to go through. We're going to get some nice guests on. Some guests that we've already brought on. Some guests that we're going to bring on as new guests. Um, We're going to. Hopefully get Corey on again, because Corey, again, I was trying to get him on tonight, but wasn't able to come on. We'll get Mike back on. We'll get Jesters, Arrow, Ali. Maybe Sadiq might actually get on again, which would be nice. Um, but yeah, we'll bring the gang back together and talk some Chelsea, whatever Chelsea decide to throw at us in the summer. Um, just to reminder, you guys, you can all check us out at, on Twitter at WWCPodArticles. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple, and the articles that we spread all around Twitter. Um, Before we go, Marv, I want to thank you for coming on. I'm happy to be on there, man. Thanks for having me.